Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Amen. Welcome back, everyone, as we uh, continue this day. Uh, with our Bible study as we journey through the divine service. And here we are met by the uh, offering or the offertory, which I just uh, sung there from Psalm 51, verses 10 to 12. Again, the beauty of the liturgy as we sing scripture in itself. But today um, it is uh, dealing with offering and what offering is all about. I think a lot of people have different perceptions of what offering is all about. Um, And today we will clarify some of those perceptions as um, we delve deeper into Scripture and what Scripture says about giving and how we ought to give and the way we give, and through the way we give, how it indicates uh, so many different things. And I think that's uh, something to really dwell upon. Uh, but today, um, as we talk about the offertory and offering, uh, let us begin with a word of prayer. Uh, Dearly Father, we thank you for this day. We know that you are the Lord and giver of life that you have redeemed us through the blood of your Son who shed his body and blood on the cross for us. Lord, guide us in this word as we uh, dwell upon the riches of your grace, that you have given us the greatest offering in our Savior, Jesus Christ. May this always be our faith as we continue to be living sacrifices in the name of Christ. For all these things we are thankful. We pray all this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. So, offering. Offertory. How does that begin there? Yes. It says right there, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Amen. I was telling the kids, as we were driving to do our exercising this day, um, I know with social distancing, we, we went to Miller Park. Uh, they're, uh, they're up on the hill in Moore Park, where they have just this field. And, and uh, anyways, we, we were driving, and I said, you know, why do we give? To the Lord, why do we have our offerings? And I know the kids have their little envelopes too, and they give. You know, that's I think that's why we give them allowance. I think a lot of times is for them to know how to give themselves. But um, I said, why do we give? And uh, or and then I further asked them, what is the greatest offering? 
And the kids quickly just said, Jesus. And that's exactly right. When we read Psalm 51, 10 to 12, the words, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. This is all by the mercy of God. Right? Uh, cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Amen. Right, so it's all by the grace of God that we are able to live, that we have salvation, that we have a clean heart, that we have a renewed spirit within us, all by his grace. And that is ultimately given to us in Jesus Christ. The greatest offering, the greatest sacrifice. When we look in the mirror and we very well know what we need, and that is Jesus. And when we see what he has done for us, there we look at all that we have and we thank the Lord because, well, everything is from God. Our life is credited to God and what he has done through his son, through his creative power, through his merciful grace as he continues to provide for us in so many different ways. But it's a reminder that it's that our life is uh, is rooted in the gifts from our Lord. And when we talk about uh, singing this offertory, Again, it, it sets us in the foundation of true thanksgiving to our Lord for what he has done in his entirety for us. And that is why giving is such a cheerful act of faith, right? It's a cheerful, uh, you know, a cheerful giving moment where we give thanks to the Lord and are reminded constantly that God gives us all things. Why don't we turn to Mark chapter 12, verses 41 to 44. Now, this is a story that uh, is very familiar, I think, to a lot of people. It's the story of the widow's might, the widow's offering. And uh, if you turn there, uh, to Mark chapter 12, verses 41 to 44. I'll read it for you. And it reads, And he sat down opposite the treasury and watched the people putting money into the offering box. Many rich people put in large sums. And a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which makes a penny. And he called his disciples to him and said to them, Truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box. For they all contributed out of their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. Again, the story. Those that had an abundance, those who were rich, basically put in out of their abundance. And then there was this uh, poor widow, a widow, right? A widow who came with her two small copper coins, which makes a penny, and she gave it all. I think we see the heart, the heart of faith uh, of this woman as she gave all that she had to live on. Because where was her life? I think that's the key, you guys. 
about her offering. Where was her life? Yes, she was widowed. Yes, she was poor. But where was her life? It was in Christ, right? It was in God. It was in faith. Her life depended on God. Everything she had, everything she lived on, her life was credited to God. Because her life was in God's hands. What she had was all from God. And there she gave everything she had. I think this is, again, uh, such a great picture of what offering is. Right? It's understanding in this faith what life is and who is the Lord and giver of life. Because we very well know, if we really want to be honest with ourselves, (laughs) and I look in the mirror at this too, is that when we think of offering, in our sinful nature, we can say, that's mine. I worked hard for it. Uh, I love this money. It's for me. And um, there is that creeping mind of ourselves that sneaks in and says, no, this is my life. This is what I have. Uh, And at the end of the day, the verbiage is, I am the Lord of my life, right? I am, as we call it, the unholy triumvirate to me, myself, and I. I am number one. And that's what's going on there, right? Uh, We see people who, yes, they were rich. They had a lot of money. But the key was that they just kind of gave You know, out of abundance. I mean, this woman gave with everything she had to live on. I mean, this is, this is a, what a great picture of what this life of faith, of what life is, and who gives her this life that she had, and how her faith rested on the word of God. Right? Okay, continuing on. And I want you to kind of uh, chew on that for a bit because. Uh, the widow's might, the widow's offering, what a what a great picture of faith as it puts into perspective the life of offering and giving to the Lord. And when you uh, when that plate passes around on Sunday um, or I know during this uh, time of the coronavirus, uh, whether it's mailing it in or 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 uh, dropping it off at church or or clicking on the um, online payment that Jeff set up um You know, whatever way it is, the next time you do it, I pray that you'll remember the widow's might and understand that, yes, yes, I give, but this is the life that God has given to me. It's all his. It was never mine. Everything I have is, is his. And thanks be to God that I live under the Father, the perfect Father, who cares and guides me even to this day. Right? I mean, we, we talk about the first article of the creed, about how God is the creator and he has given us our our, our, our existence, um, our being, our daily bread. If you look at the explanation right there in the catechism, he protects us from spiritual dangers. He, he, he guards us from the devil himself. But why does he do this? Out of his own fatherly divine goodness, without any merit or worthiness in me, right? Therefore, it is my duty to thank, praise, serve, and obey Him. Right? Everything again, as we uh, as we confess the Apostles' Creed Sunday after Sunday, 
uh, there we find ourselves under the Father's care because that's where life is. True life, eternal life, redemptive life. And what a great gift it is to give in this light of light of Christ. Um, continuing on, Second Corinthians. Why don't we turn there? Second uh, Corinthians 9, 6 to 8. Second Corinthians 9, 6 to 8. The point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. Right? God, what does it say? God loves a cheerful giver. Not reluctancy or under compulsion. Now, why? what does a cheerful giver look like? And what does a reluctant or under compulsion giver look like? Now, reluctancy or under compulsion. I think verbiage would be, all right, I'll give my money or, or I'll give my offering. And I know it's my duty. It's very law-driven, right? It's very like, I have to do this. Like, okay, here's, here's the offering. I think it reminds me of when I was a kid when, when my mom uh, told me, um, here's 10%. Uh, give your offering to church for all that you've worked for. And uh, man, to say yes to that, it, <laughs> my mouth was trembling. I'm like, well, I worked in my, in my mind. I was saying, I, I worked hard for that money. I mean, long hours. I mean, double shifts and, and double shifts for five days in a row. And, and you know, Come on, mom. Like, are you really going to make me uh, do this? And uh, reluctantly, (laughs) when I was, you know, uh, when I was young, uh, you know, college student and and, uh, uh, just trying to uh, pay for all that I needed to pay for uh, for college and and even for my family, it it was it was a it was a it was hard to swallow to hear. And back then, I know it's it's I did give my 10 percent. Uh, but I think it was a reminder to me of, I guess the better question was, how was I giving? I think that's where I missed the boat there, right? Where that's where I missed the point is how, how was I giving? Was it, it it, honestly, it was very reluctant and under compulsion, um, very burdensome, very law driven. And that is far from joy. Now we look back on Psalm 51 when we sing it, it's restore to me the joy of salvation. Salvation is when the blind eye see, the deaf hear, right? And the deer leap, as it says in the book of Isaiah. This is the joy that God gives, knowing that we have life in his name, right? It always begins in the gospel and the greatest sacrifice, the greatest offering of Christ Jesus himself. And that's where we have our good cheer, is in the body and blood of Jesus and his his work. But again, our sinful nature, reluctancy under compulsion, I have to do this. Or as you always see uh, people who, uh, you know, you talk to, let's say, Christians or, or even non-Christians who say, oh, you know, you just want us to go to church to get our money. And you kind of hear that. Or the church just wants our money. And um, that's that's not really the... 
Again, that's not really the point of what giving is all about, right? I mean, giving we see right here is is one of great cheer. It is knowing that all of our life, the entirety of our life, is in God's hands. And therefore, we basically offer what is his. Do you believe that? Like, he gave you the job. He gave you the house. He gives you the intellect, the 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 the. the the skills, and each and every one of you are so unique in your skills. Like, you know, I can't do what 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 Dave Bovee does, or what Pete Walker does, or what Dave Anderson does. Or, sorry, I'm just dropping names here, but you know, I, I can't do uh, what so many teachers in our congregation can do. I mean, it's amazing to see how how God has given them the talents to do what they are called to do. And I think at the end of the day, when um, we look at our skills. It's it's not our own ingenuity, right? It's not our own like creative power that we've gotten here. It's it's God. It's all God. Everything that we have is is by the merciful care of our Lord. And um, in that light, as you give your offering, it takes on a different color, doesn't it? Right? It's not just doom and gloom. Like I have to do this. Um. And when times are tight, trust me, even as a pastor, when times are tight, uh, <laughs> uh, there there are times where your, your flesh is just, wow, I could really use that extra, right? But honestly, you know, when that comes in, you know, it's, you just, again, have to dwell upon uh, Psalm 51 and, and say, no, Lord, you know, you're my father and you care for me. And I think that's a very important uh, reminder as we dwell upon what giving is. Because we give cheerfully. Because it's all His. I mean, our life is His. He gives us and sustains us and creates and, and renews faith in us constantly, right? It's it's all on. It's all His. Uh, so anyways, I, I think that's, that's an important kind of thrust right there uh, with what giving looks like. And I hope that you hear that in a gospel joyful way because that's how god works in the gospel right it's always him giving to us everything uh anyways uh as we continue on uh we went from the widow's might to now uh, the cheerful giving versus reluctant giving and now we'll look at the bible and quickly uh, talk about let's say another example of offering and that is Genesis 4. So if you could turn to Genesis chapter 4. As I turn there. Cain and Abel. Right? We know the story. I know we talk about what happened in the field. Right? With, with the brothers. But I think at the beginning there we see the natural way of man. Now this is right there in verse in Genesis chapter 4. I'll read it from verse 1. Now Adam and Eve knew sorry now Adam knew Eve his wife and she conceived and bore Cain saying I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord and again she bore his brother Abel now Abel was a keeper of sheep and Cain a worker of the ground in the course of time Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground and Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions, and the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering. But for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. 
So, uh, you know, regard and no regard, yes, uh, we talk about the first fruits, right? The, the first uh, born of his flock, the best he gives. Uh, and that's what offering really is, isn't it? It's, it's, it's giving uh, the first fruits uh, for everything belongs to God. And even for Cain and Abel, uh, this is before, uh, I think we would call it uh, the natural law in a sense where they, living under God's care, would offer to the one who gave them all things. I mean, I, I think that's what we usually do with people in life who have supported us, uh, let's say our parents. Right? I don't know about you, but <laughs> I know uh, for me, my parents, uh, uh, wow, what uh, great support. And, and you just want to naturally support them, right? Of course you all do. Right? Support your family, support your parents. It's just kind of a reciprocal, natural thing that we do for those that have loved and cared for us in this life. So you youth out there, uh, you young adults, you know, it's uh, <laughs> hug your parents, love your parents, take care of your parents, and, and look out for your parents. They're great. They're all great, right? So anyways, uh, we talk about the offering, and, and there they give. And they both offer something. Um, and that is the natural law that we see that... Uh, through the giver, uh, they recognize that and they offer um, everything to God. And Abel there with the firstborn of his flock and their fat portions. You know, this is, uh, this is a, a picture of, of that first fruit giving. Okay, so even in Genesis chapter 4, we see it. Also, Abraham giving to uh, King Melchizedek uh, the 10, 10% in Genesis 14. 18 to 20, but also if you see, if you have time, uh, go to Hebrews 7, verse 4, um, as they mention this tithe. But also, uh, Jacob's dream at Bethel. Why don't we turn to Genesis 28, 10 to 22. Genesis 28, 10 to 22. And... And we see right here uh, the story of Jacob's dream. I'm not going to read it all for you, but uh, he came to this place. He he fell asleep. He dreamed, and there was a ladder uh, with the angels ascending and descending on it. And the Lord uh, stood above it, saying, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie I will give to you and to your offspring. Verse 14, your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in you and your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Uh, Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Um, After hearing these things, Jacob awoke. And uh, he says in verse 20, I think this is the kicker here. Then Jacob made a vow saying, If God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go and will give me bread to eat and clothing to wear, so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone which I have set up for a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will give a full tenth to you. Of all that you give me, I will give a full tenth to you. So we see the picture of God's promise um, to Jacob. And I will be with you. I will be with you wherever you go. Um, I will not leave you until 
I have done what I have promised to you. And Jacob remembers this. If God will be with me, I will keep me in this way that I go and will give me bread to eat and clothing to wear um, so that I come again to my father's house in peace. Then the Lord shall be my God. I know I'm repeating myself again, but I, I think it shows you the framework to which he gives. That he lives under uh, the God, uh, under God. Uh, that his faith is rooted in the promises of God, knowing that his whole life is is was given um, uh, by the promise of the Lord. And there he offered. Again, this is, this shows us uh, the picture to which offering should be uh, seen, right? It's not just a, a plop down of money. Okay, here, I got to give this, I got to give that. But rather, no, this is a joy knowing that when I give, uh, I'm not, I'm not captive. I'm not held captive by uh, the, the fallen flesh in a sense of the covetousness of man and the idolatry of what we have, but rather uh, by God's word, uh, he points me uh, to the, the greatest gift of his promises and to know that he gives me the offering, the greatest offering in my Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's, I think, important when we see Jacob again with the promise that God gives him in his dream. There he is also given um, that joy, that assurance, that confidence, that peace, that certainty. And there under God's care he gives. That's the key. All she had to live on, the widow's might did. That's the key. Cheerful giving. Restore to me the joy of salvation. That's the key, right? And here, uh, with Jacob's dream, it's the key is that God is with him. And, and this is his identity, right? Uh, when we, when we, uh, when we become reluctant in our giving, I think we really have to check ourselves and see what is really going on there and really pray, pray fully, uh, prayfully approach offering yet again uh, as we go back to God's word. And uh, there we again go back to the offertory, right? Restore to me the joy of salvation. Yes, that's right. God gives me life in Christ Jesus. Not just the biology type of life, but the zoane in the Greek, the the um, not the bios, but the zoane, the the life in Christ Jesus, the life rooted in Christ. This is what God gives to me, and that life rooted in Christ is the greatest offering, the sacrificial work of Christ, the gospel, right? Giving His own life, um, His death for you, and there you are in His hands. Um, and from there, uh, we give our lives. Or we off we give our offering as living sacrifices. Right, go back to God's word, dwell upon who you are, by what the word has given you, and that is Jesus. And there we go on um, with great cheer, knowing that we live the life of forgiveness, uh, the life in Christ, uh, who gives us this life, and, and, and there we go as living sacrifices. Um, continuing on here. Uh, Romans 12. Why don't we turn there? Romans 12. And hopefully this is uh, going well with you so far. Thank you for uh, following along. And, and I pray that um, uh, you may hear this. And even if, even if you want to hear it again, I, I encourage you to do that 
as well. I can't emphasize how much word study sermons again hear them hear them again and again and again. Word, word, word. Read, read, read. Study, study, study the Bible. Um, what an important gift that is. But here, uh, Romans twelve uh, verse one. It says, "I I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God." or through the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Right, so uh, when we talk about uh, through the mercies of God, right, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God. So that is the starting point. That by God's mercy, he has already covered you by the body and blood of Jesus, making you holy and blameless in front of God. That he has given you the greatest sacrifice in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And through that mercy, there we go to be living sacrifices, right? If we don't see the gospel here, uh, we're going to see living sacrifices on what we have to do. That is through the fleshly, burdensome eyes of man. We will fall to legalism. When it comes to the words of living sacrifices and we'll go on to the verbiage of I have to do this, I need to do this or else. Um, and we are walking on eggshells, right? So even with offering, you know, uh, cheerful giving is key, you know, uh, reluctant, um, under compulsion giving. That's not that's not what God desires from us, right? Um, that's not, you, you know, it's. That is that that is missing the point, right? Uh, but through the mercies of God in the life of faith, we we thank, praise, serve, and obey Him. That is, th- we take these words, living sacrifices, as not a burden, but through the great joy of the greatest sacrifice that is found in the merciful grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, right? Um, through the cross and empty tomb and also through the sacraments as well, in this baptismal life that we have, in the response of faith, we we serve and give and offer in his merciful name, right? Uh, yes, good works, right? Living sacrifices, helping those who are in need, offering time and talents, right? Um, I know for church, I know we... We always talk about uh, the the giving, the tithe, the offering, and that is a very important part of our church in a sense of keeping it going, keeping the doors open. Yes, an important part it is as we uh, continue to focus on word and sacrament ministry and to know that uh, we are here uh, in the community uh, to continue to serve and proclaim and boldly uh, preach the Christ and in Him crucified that uh, through our offerings, uh, the mission of our Lord continues to reach out to our community. Um, also, uh, just on a, a basic way, uh, again, it, it it keeps the doors open, um, it supports uh, the ministry, it definitely uh, helps out with missions as well as we continue to prayerfully move forward here at Faith. My prayer is that we continue to give more. Yes, that we uh, continue to see the field and the need of missions, uh, the need of care uh, for those that we're already uh, supporting. But again, prayers 
uh, that we can support uh, even more fields, even more missionary work um, through uh, our, our tithes and offerings. And I think that's, that's something uh, really important. Um, but anyways, um, as we as we look uh, in the book of Acts, chapter two, that's what they did as well, right? They uh, they listened and learned from the apostles' teachings. They prayed together. They had fellowship with one another. But as as the early church did, they they gave to the community, right? They 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 did mercy work and they. Uh, they they offered uh, to those that were in need uh, for the poor and needy. Uh, there there were as a church to love and serve um, as living sacrifices, and this all goes together um, as a church. I think uh, with um, with giving right um, in so many different ways, not just in our our monetary offerings, but also in our time and talents. I think everyone has a talent. Everyone uh, definitely could see the joy of serving. Right, the joy of of using your talents, your unique skills, uh, for the sake of God's church and the mission um, here in Faith Moore Park, and I pray that you may uh, think about that and ask how uh, how can I help at church, and in what ways can I support the ministry here at Faith Moore Park? Uh, there's many boards uh, that need help. Uh, Sunday school. Uh, fellowship, evangelism, stewardship. I mean, <laughs> there's there's many places to help. And uh, that's just another way in which uh, we we offer our our services um, um, and we give our time uh, to the church. But at the same time, what happens? Uh, the sinful nature says, Mine, 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 and the devil says, yes, 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 it's yours. So it's all yours. Keep it for yourself. And um, I, I think deeper in that, it's the devil saying, no, you're, you're God, right? He's saying, you're the God of all that you have. You're the God of your time. You're the God of your money. You can do whatever you want. I think bottom line is, when we talk about giving, that's kind of the rubber what is it, the idiom? Uh, the, the rubber meets the road? The fork hits the road? Sorry, uh, the rubber hits the road, the fork the fork in the road, right? Sorry. Uh, but the, <laughs> the point is, is that that's what's really going on. I, I think the devil constantly says, no, you are in control. You are the God. You are the Lord. You do what you want to do because your life is in your own hands. But again, we must always go back to the word, Psalm 51, Restore to me the joy of salvation. Uh, we go back to the story of the widow's might, and our constant reminded that uh, she gave um, with all that she had to live on, right? And, and this is what life is. Your life is in Christ. Your life is in your baptism that God has given you. Your life is in the body and blood of Jesus, the holy sacrament of the altar, where there you are forgiven of your sins. You are set free, my friends. I mean, every, everything you have. Wow, what a joy it is to thank the Lord for all that he has given to us. Even after a long week where I know many of you are tired and, and, and burdened and overwhelmed by so many things of this world. But remember, through all things, there is God with you. And again, that's the thing, I think, is that we get caught up in this and we get captivated by the flesh 
and, and so burdened and so fixated we become on, on, on all that we have that uh, possessively uh, we forget who, who is the giver, right? I mean, isn't that the deception all along with the devil? Who is the giver? And he's always playing the chess match, saying that, no, you are the one, right? You are the little God. You, you eat from this tree and you will be like God. And he's constantly doing that with us. I think when I see my paycheck, uh, you always, I always pray and, and say, Lord, how are you going to use this for your glory? Like, like, how will this help and serve those around me? And that's always my constant prayer when it comes to, uh, comes to, uh, when I see my paycheck. It's a reminder that, God, you put me here. God, you uh, continue to provide for me by your grace. And God, you know, off the top, this is, um, this is uh, what I give to you. And again, in the times of reluctance, there we go to prayer. We go to the word. And there we get back to Christ, offertory, Psalm 51, right? And there we go back to saying, yes, of course, I, I cheerfully give. Jesus, body and blood, the greatest sacrifice for me, for you, right? What a joy. Anyways, so as we continue on here, um, you know, uh, this is kind of the, the, the battle we're facing. I think that's the key. It's not just about merely giving, Right. Uh, like I have to give, right? That's not the point of this study. It's to understand why we give and to where and from where it comes. And that is from uh, the good and gracious gifts of our Lord because our life is rooted in Christ. Um, I know I've been using uh, Jordan Cooper's book on the liturgy, but he says in his book pertaining to the offertory, he says in quotes, the giving of finances is an essential aspect of the life of the church. Without money... The church would simply not be able to function. It's necessary to pay for building expenses, uh, the pastor's salary, missionary efforts, and many other worthwhile aspects of the life of the church. The giving of finances to the church is an act of thanksgiving in response to God's grace. Right? That's key. In response to God's grace. And he further says, in quotes, the offering is an opportunity for praise. Now that's... That's important to remember. Do you believe that? That offering is an opportunity for praise. It's an opportunity to praise the Lord. Is that something uh, that, you, that you've said before when you've given your offering? And I think for all of us, <laughs> if we're honest with ourselves, there are times where it's like, okay, I have to do this, right? But rather, um, in the future, uh, as you as you... As we study this, remember, it's, it's, it's praise God from whom all blessings flow. Hymn number 805. Um, I think for all of us, uh, as we fight that spiritual battle, it's, is that uh, we say, um, offering is, in quotes, here you go, God, this is yours. And our sinful nature as well would, would like to shortchange God or give begrudgingly or reluctantly to God. But remember, it's about cheerful giving. Right? Here you go, God. <laughs> this is yours and it's always been yours. Thanks be to God for your merciful grace and your care in Jesus Christ in his death and resurrection. 
Restore to me the joy of salvation, knowing that I'm under his eternal care, that my keys are written in the book of life. What a great joy that is. An opportunity of praise to offer, to give as living sacrifices. He gives everything to you. We give back to him because he gave you everything. So, as we conclude here this day, remember, and thus giving, being living sacrifices, the passing of the offering plate is an opportunity of praise, of great joy. Serving in the church, I encourage all of you to do, rooted in the great joy of the gospel. If you ever get burdened by serving, whether you're serving right now or or looking at serving, or, or you're taking it upon with a legalism, or even with human strength that leads to frustration, um, remember the gospel. Or remember why we serve the Lord. Right? Uh, we, we don't, we live in a fallen world, and <laughs> uh, we very well know how, how we can either be uh, a tight and say, mine, 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 with all the facets of life. But remember, the gospel really puts into perspective who we are, who is the giver, and who and where our response is um, in terms of God's grace. And that is of great cheer, of thanksgiving, and of praise. So, I think there we have it. I think some key points there about offering. Hopefully that went well with you. But yes, offering. Jesus, the greatest sacrifice. Remember that. Remember what he did for you. And what joy that is to have the name of salvation, Jesus Christ, who died for sinners like you and me. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Let us pray. Dearly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for giving us all that we have. Lord, we know that uh, you give us life and we credit everything to you. Grant us faith to joyfully live according to your name as living sacrifices, as we give joyfully, as we serve joyfully, as we love and serve our neighbor through the love that you have given to us first. Bless us, O Lord, as a congregation at this time, and O Lord, lead us always by your word. Lord, for all these things, we are thankful. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. May you all have a blessed day. Go now in God's peace.